0: Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Sean and Dane are with you today. What's going on, man?
1: Not too much. Another day. Crazy life.
0: Dude, it's a long day. All right, I'm 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 parched. Let's just jump right into it. Let's quench our thirst in a segment we call, What You Drinking."
1: <laughs> what you drinking? Well, Sean, today, another banger from Fathead's Brewery. Um, we did their Benjamin Danklin not too long ago. This one is near and dear to my heart. I am a huge ELO fan this beer is called strange magic it's an ipa 7.2 percent fantastic um honestly at the top of it it says watch it disappear every time i drink it's the same damn thing like holy shit
0: is, um, <laughs> i think this might be my favorite from them
1: <laughs> oh yeah it's it's fantastic um if you're an ipa fan it's a must-have
0: yeah i had it more than once Most and, a, and a
1: really cool can yes also they, they always have sweet designs
0: absolutely okay so we're bringing you more cornhole talk today more audio gold that you've all become accustomed to. Um, we're going to be joined by ACL Pro, owner of EA Boards and Bags, and Cleveland Local, Eric Anderson, who's also our friend.
1: Yes, he is a friend.
0: We're going to be reviewing one of um, Eric's bags, the Charged series. There's been some cornhole on ESPN the last few Saturdays, including this upcoming Saturday, so we're going to touch on that. And then I also wanted to dive into our own personal practice routines and how they may or may not have changed during this kind of, I guess, you know, COVID off time, I guess, if you want to. But first, we bring you what's going on in our cornhole lives in a segment we call In and Around the Hole. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Brought to you by Cornhole Addicts. The weather is getting nicer every day. Backyard barbecues will start popping up. Prepare yourselves and better your game by visiting cornholeaddicts.com, where you can find anything and everything cornhole.
1: Also brought to you by Colorado Cornhole Connection. Get some of the best boards around. Visit ColoradoCornholeConnection.com. Use the code BigAss at checkout for five percent off your purchase. And check out that cooler that's built into the boards. It is so cool. yes, it is so cool. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: every so if you time haven't seen I the video, go to their uh, go to their Facebook page. Check out the video. It's awesome. It's pretty. I get awesome.
1: giddy every time I, I talk about it. It's awesome.
0: So Dane, you. Um... You got to play some real cornhole this past week. That I did. So how was it? Kind of jumping back into it.
1: Oh, dude, I missed it so much. Like, I think it's well documented. Ghost is not my game. This was a ton of fun to get back out there. It was just a little blind draw. I, mean, I think there was like twenty some people there. Um, got paired up with Cito Soto, a good friend, <laughs> and we threw fire for you know the first couple rounds and. You know, undefeated to the finals, and then the finals (laughs) came.
0: And you guys played a good team, though.
1: We did. We did. Uh, Eli Stevens and uh, Michelle Cahill. Uh, I mean... Kudos to both of them. They threw lights out.
0: Eli's a pro. We've played yeah. Michelle a thousand times. We know that she can get really hot. I mean,
1: Michelle, she's like the founder of like Cleveland Cornell, isn't she? Yeah, her yeah. and her husband,
0: Jim. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, like, yeah, she she throws some good bags. She's also a beekeeper, which I find super interesting. I follow her like crazy <laughs> on Facebook because it is so interesting to me. But You know that's... why? Because
0: she gets excited about it. Yes, so, you know and what it mean? just like makes it infectious.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's that type of person. So, Michelle, you know already I'm a huge fan. I've been talking about talking to you with your bees and stuff like a, <laughs> a lot of like very cool very cool
0: uh it looked like you guys had pretty decent numbers that night right? we
1: did yeah yeah i think it was like i think it was like 24 okay and they, we we had boards six boards were, yeah, yeah. But they were pretty sp- they're spread, spread out, out yeah, yeah I mean, we were we were outside of a bar and they let us like take this field like next to it so yep. yeah we were we were spread out um even like once people went in to get beers and stuff everyone was very cautious and you know, keeping their distance and everything is—it was—it was, it was well done for for a local blind draw. Everyone really, you know, Absolutely. kudos to them—they—they they took care of it.
0: I mean, and although like the level of competition, I guess it wasn't like to that level. Um, we played, you know, our doubles against like our, you know, yeah. our dad and our uncle. You know, we split up. Of course, but we threw yeah. against each other each time. So me and you played a bunch of singles did, before yeah. everyone got there. And then we played doubles and with you're them. And
1: you are throwing great the other day.
0: I, that's the thing, man. And I just got done throwing for that six-shooter challenge. And yeah. You were actually kind of commentating for that me. I
1: was. And I, I didn't want to be... I didn't want to sound like a dick or anything. No, but like, and it wasn't it was your, your fault. Your like,
0: my God, man. Like, it's so frustrating. Like, I was throwing so well on Saturday night. Like, I'm like, I can't wait to go back and start playing doubles and singles and doing all this stuff. You put the camera on me for this ghost thing... I haven't been able to do shit. The other night, I recorded myself. Right, I didn't go live, but I recorded it just just to get like, hey, I know this is on camera. Mm-hmm. I threw hundred in a deck round. I, I was feeling to, good.
1: I have you yet to see the video?
0: The first round <laughs> of, the, of the first round in the six shooter challenge. I think I shot a seventy tonight. I Shot seventy one. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's so below my average. I mean, it's crazy. I just, I just, I get so frustrated. I kill myself with certain bad rounds, and just it just is really frustrating. But I feel like. I'm at a good place now. When we've been playing singles, it's been a really good matchup. So I was happy to hear that you threw so well. Yeah. And people were telling me that you threw so well just because when me and you are throwing against each other, it's been very competitive. We've been going back and forth. You can tell that we've started to get a little bit better on that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely you know, what we do in our off time.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. This ghost stuff and this virtual stuff is it's a completely different game. But I feel like my game is so much better after all this time off, which kind of brings us to our first topic, practice. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and
2: we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game,
1: not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Thanks, Alan. Yes, Alan, you said it yourself.
0: We've talked about practice in our practice routines, and probably about two and a half months ago. I mean, it was 10, 12 episodes ago. Yeah. I wanted to touch on it again today only because we've had this time off and I have been throwing a decent amount because of doing all these virtual tournaments and the six shooter challenge and all that stuff. And I find myself that when I go out and throw a six shooter right after that, I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm throwing and I'm working on different things. Have you found yourself through this time off? Have you changed your practice routine at all?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So what, like, what are you doing differently now? that you weren't doing before all this stuff
1: so you know i i was a little different like when this quarantine stuff started and like i i said it on the episode i was working on different bag angles Mm -hmm. i seem to like i think i really have them down i'm hitting those shots now pretty consistently so honestly dude i've just been working on airmail and it's paying off like my airmail has been on point and i I work all the shots in because i never want to just like just chuck four airmails i want to walk like put a blocker down, like do the kind of whole block, you know, airmail push, you know, like I want to do that whole routine. But, you know, sometimes I find myself putting the blocker down in front and then I'll – you know, put the right angle on it so I get the right to kick, the right to left kick, and hit that shot, and then go air mail, and then try to try to drag it. Like, I mean, I, I try everything now. But
0: do you feel like since we've had like all this time off and like away from tournaments, do you find yourself throwing more now, like practicing more now oh, than absolutely. you ever did?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it feels a void of time. Like, yeah. we can't go anywhere, so might as well go out back, crush a couple beers, and throw some bags. I mean,
0: because I'll be honest, before all this stuff, when we were like in a Monday league and we we're going to regionals once a month and tournaments here or there. I really wasn't practicing all League that much. It was our
1: practice, I, yeah,
0: because I couldn't. It was a hard. It was hard for me to justify to my wife, like, "Hey, I was gone all day Monday, and yeah. I'm going to be gone again Saturday too." But, or are you going to bed early so I can go outside and throw? Or hey, when I get home from work, can I bust out the boards? She knows that like I'm going stir crazy. Yeah. So if I get home from work, my daughter's outside running around. I'll set up the boards. I'll start working on stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I have. I've actually had time allotted where I can work on certain shots. I was not a good pushback player. I didn't understand the concepts of how to go around a block. I was very good matching somebody bag for bag. So mm-hmm. if I could get hot, I can go bag for bag. And that was kind of my thing. But I practice a lot. I know I've talked to you a lot yeah. about it. I've talked to other players about it. When we're interviewing people, I'll pick their brains a little bit. Um, I think Josh Gross was a big part of that. I asked him a bunch of questions yeah, for I mean, that. Yeah, he was throwing stuff at us. Jay that Rubin we even was ready another one. Yeah, Jay Rubin. Um, I asked him a few routine. questions off air. Um, it has helped me a lot. So I, I've been putting myself in a situation. I've been practicing throwing a blocker a lot. Yeah. Not necessarily trying to throw a blocker, but just taking just a little bit off my normal throw so it stops just in front of the hole. I know when we've been playing singles against each other, I've been trying to do that to you a lot, trying yeah. to force you to be aggressive because I know you've been hot with the airmail. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I've been going up for it like right off the rip. but
0: I've also been trying to play with a little bit slower bags. Yeah really i mean i feel like my throw now when i'm releasing the bag looks so much better than it ever It, did it really before. does yeah i flattened it out so much more and again like you were talking about bag angles i still don't have a perfected like right to left bag yeah. but i know that i can throw a flat bag now and it's all i'm not always going to get that like little left to right kick but i still have that in my arsenal and just i've learned now throwing those slower bags to Throw it deeper into the boards. And if you're a newer player and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? I mean, I'm not trying to hit, like, that front third of the board anymore if I'm playing super slick bags. I'm trying to carry it more. And that also helped me tremendously, to how to deal with blockers and doing bully bags. I used to think you had to land it short and then slide it up and ram into the bag, where really now I'm aiming probably an inch or two behind that bag and trying to hit, like, literally right into that bag. Yeah. Once I started doing that and learning angles and really working on trajectory of my throw and where the bag is landing on the board to me that's where I feel like I'm going to be more successful I think we'll be ready to start playing high level competitive or maybe even advanced when when we're going back to doubles I I mean I do feel that confident playing
1: yeah I mean I and honestly going out there Wednesday I mean I was just there to have some fun and I mean, at the end of the day, like I ended up throwing really well, and I was just. And like, I saw wow, some like, of
0: the people that were there; they're yeah. good players.
1: Yeah, I mean, typically
0: at this location on Wednesday night, draws a pretty. There's a lot of professional players, yeah. you know, from the area that go there. They're all mostly competitive or advanced level players. So, I mean, the fact that you took second, I mean, shows that you must have been throwing pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and honestly, kudos to Cedo too. He was he was throwing lights out too. Like probably he should. Was, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was he was playing really well. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole like you you were touching on throwing it deeper and everything. Yeah. I have learned, like, if if you have pro boards at home, pick them up and find where that, like, center brace is and look at it. That's going to be your spot to hit when you lay it back down. Like, that's going to be the spot you want to aim for because, honestly, to me, if I'm throwing a blocker, that's – I want to hit just before it. If I want to just, like, slide one in, I'm going right, right on that beam. Like, it, to me, like, that's just – I always try to visualize, like, aim small, miss small type mm-hmm. deal. And that's kind of where it's, like, led me to, is staring at the board and figuring out where that, that dead spot almost is on the board. And that's what I'm aiming for every time.
0: I've thrown enough bags um, just over time, repetitions. I've thrown enough style of bags over time now to know how certain bags are going to kind of react. And because of those repetitions i throwing, I can almost visualize what I'm hoping happens. Yeah. So I'm the same way. I kind of picture what I think is going to happen. I throw this and I always used to stare just at the hole, always at the hole. But now I know if I'm trying to hit a bully bag, I'm not just staring at the hole. I'm hitting, I'm staring at the spot on the bag that I want to hit. And I'm trying to just take that line and that angle and making sure I carry it far enough. So I'm not leaving it too short, all that stuff. But I, I feel like I finally have a chance to practice now. So it's, it's been nice I'm crazy disappointed. There's a regional this, uh, not this Saturday, next Saturday. I really wanted to go. Unfortunately, it's my daughter's birthday. Um,
1: Obligations, my friend.
0: I know some people have reached out and they've said, hey, you know, we know, we're hoping we can meet you guys at the regional. Dane will be there. I will He's going to throw with our buddy Isom.
1: Heck yeah. Um I'm you know, fellow
0: hitman. Um, they'll do very well. Isom's a great thrower. I'm just selfishly, I'm just disappointed. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, just, so. I, mean, I just feel like I've been practicing for this moment forever, but you know, hey, listen, my daughter only turns three once.
1: Yeah, and there's plenty of moments to come. So <laughs> absolutely.
0: So hopefully, I'll be able to make the one in July. We'll go. Yeah. we'll go from there. And uh, oh, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to get back into it. I was happy to see here you do very well. So
1: yeah, and you know, again, I know they're, they're both cliche, but aim small, miss small, and then you you even said it, visualize your shot. For
0: sure.
1: I mean, if it, it works in all sports,
0: absolutely. Okay, so we're, let's go to. Um, Let's switch gears here. We're gonna to go to our uh, our bag review. So we are going to be reviewing the EA Charged bag.
2: And you you feel it and it feels
1: like
0: a bag of sand. So I'll let you take this to start with. Okay. Yeah, I mean... We've had a few former EA bags. Yeah. Okay. Um, when he first came out, he had like the assassin. And he had the double time for a little bit. Yeah. He's since gone away from yeah, those, those bags. Yeah, those are
1: retired. But I mean, I still love the assassin. You do love the assassin. I love we, you threw bag. it the
0: other day. Yeah. But this one is the charge series. So, what were your thoughts about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like it. It's uh, f- familiar, um, the one side for sure. I mean, it's, you can it's, say it's, it. yeah, I mean, it's definitely like victory material. Yeah. On there, so people uh,
0: that are familiar with Reynolds, if you've played the victory bag, okay, that. I, I, like linen type.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's got like, I mean, it's a distinct design. I mean, if you've seen Victory, you yeah. you know what material it is.
0: But you also know how it plays in humid weather slows up big time. Yes, it does. In drier, colder type weather, it can still be pretty slick. I really liked it, man.
1: Dude, uh, so do I. Because you know, I I love the Victory when I first got it. Yeah. And then it started breaking down. Yep. And yep. it just got it got too floppy for me. The charged that the fast side of it is going to maintain a little rigidity to it. So mm-hmm. it's not going to like turn into floppy floppy on you. So mm-hmm. like, I, I really do like it. I know I you're a huge fan too. Yeah.
0: I think it's because it's such a full bag yeah. that it's not going to be floppy, but it's still whole forgiving. Yes. Um, I like it still melts into the hole very, oh, yeah. very nicely for being that slow of a bag. For me, it, I feel like because it's such a full bag, it was easier for me to throw a nice flat bag I can be super aggressive with it. I know I played you with it when we were playing singles. Yeah. I was able to... To me, I played very well like a, a block and push game with that oh, yeah. bag. Um, the fast side. Pretty... I mean, it's probably a game-changer type material.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fast, but... Yeah. It's still controllable. Correct, like but can paired together
0: with this, and again, I think it's the fill that he used <laughs> in this bag that makes it a little bit unique of another set of bags. Yeah. And listen, the more replay, we're realizing how... Much fill, in. I mean,
1: it. it is yeah, it is a big deal, and every like tons of companies use different fill.
0: And I'm telling you, the fill that he has in this particular bag that we threw, I really, really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's it's a good one. It, it seems to it seems to catch the hole real nicely.
0: I like the design on it.
1: Yes, yeah. I th- think he's getting creative
0: cool. with them. I know he was just selling. Um, there was a Captain America yeah. and Deadpool.
1: Was it, yeah, I think it was Deadpool. Yeah, I think, think. he had two different yeah. designs
0: out of him. Um, sold out of them very quickly. And again, I mean, so you had
1: the brilliant idea, brought it up to him, like charged.
0: Don't don't say it. <laughs> don't you dare say it, man. I'm hoping that me and Eric are going to work on this together. Uh, fair enough. Fair I already enough. sent him a picture and everything that I want for this. All right, so well, I won't, I won't drop
1: it. Come right. on, oh, man. Hey, I mean, it's, if it's already in the works, then people are too late. I mean, theoretically, <laughs> maybe
0: the guy has a hammer and he's with lightning and stuff. Yeah, but I mean. Just, besides that, I mean, you, yeah. won't, you won't understand.
1: He's it. charged up.
0: <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> but um, definitely, if you haven't thrown any of his bags, definitely go check them out. Every bag I've had, I can tell you what. He knows what he's doing. The bag quality is very good. The seams are always good. Yes. If you like a fuller bag, Eric himself likes a fuller bag. So he makes a bag as if, like, hey, he wants to throw it. And I like that. Yeah. I mean, you should throw your own stuff. You know what I mean? Like And, he, and I, I think mean, he's done a very good job with it.
1: And Eric's, like, he's... He's young, but he's gone through the trial and error. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's a true bagsmith. You can tell, like, his product, he he understands it, and he really, like, he puts the time into it. Yeah, so So, if
0: you're somebody that's looking for, like, a slow and go bag, not necessarily, like, a stick and slick, but, like, a slower material, faster material, definitely um, consider checking out uh, EA Boards and Bags, the Charge series. Highly recommend it. Again, I, I was a big fan. I told Eric the other day, if I had to pick five bags to go to a tournament with, Right now, that's that's in my top five. I liked it that much. I mean, the way you I played, played I don't yeah. doubt it, no, I it's... threw it very well, and it was consistent for me. So, it um, maybe for me, it's just a, a humidity type thing, and that's why I liked it when it was high humidity. Yeah. But I liked it a lot, and I threw it very well. So, do you
1: need so, a yeah. beer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, there you go. While you're
0: there. Okay, so changing up. Oh, we. I, I'm sorry. We will touch on his two other bags that he offers right now: the Burner and the Kamikaze. When Eric joins the show. I'm going to let him kind of give a little break. Yeah, on I mean, backs. we haven't had the
1: chance to throw him yet. I mean, I'm sure we will in the near future. And we can give our little two cents on it. But Eric, I'm sure we'll we'll go in depth on him. I mean, he's, he knows his stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely. He knows the market. Okay, so ESPN has been on cornhole the last three weekends. I've loved every second of it, okay?
1: I mean, it's something to watch, man.
0: I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready for real matches, okay? Like, this whole limiting to 10 to 12 rounds... I I understand it for TV purposes. Still feels gimmicky at times. I think it takes away from like that, that sense of its excitement. You don't really see people taking like as big of risks as they might if the if the game was going to twenty one. It's okay. What what are you thinking about? I mean,
1: no, I mean I I agree. But at the same time, like we have seen some like seemingly insurmountable comebacks and stuff. And you've to seen me,
0: like maybe one or two. Yeah,
1: but like how often do you see them in a twenty one point game? I mean. Maybe it maybe. A I'm couple more surprised
0: more, but... I'm more surprised that you see these epic comebacks with it being pro players. That I agree. to me yeah. now if it was me and you backyard, we could both throw twos yeah. or threes. Somebody could get hot and they can easily catch up. Like that would not surprise me at all. But with it being pro players, maybe it's just that spotlight, the camera's a little bright, you know what I mean? But um yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm just I'm ready for all this crap to be over. I would like to see some of these matches getting played to twenty one. I feel like this is just a... Com- it's almost a, a game within a game when you're limiting the rounds.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree, but... You know what? I mean, they're out there putting it on TV, and it's getting watched. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain during this time. Oh, no, now, no, no, no. I if it carries like it. on, like, if, if this is, like, the new norm then, then I'm going to have an issue. But to me, it's like, I'm just going to be patient, let it play out, and then hopefully soon enough... You know, maybe fall time or start of the next ACL season, we're ready to rip.
0: Listen, regardless of the format, I'm happy to see it on the big stage. The continual growth of the game is nothing else is exciting to watch. Every time you go on social media, when Cornhole's on, there's, you know, 100,000 posts about it. Yeah. All right, people talking big game, and just getting this sport out there, I think it's awesome, so I'm happy. I'm just being selfish, and I just wish... (laughs) I just want all this crap to be over. I'm just I'm just at my breaking point here a little bit with yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's also not, like, the best cornhole for, like, a new fan to watch either. But it's something to watch. I mean, it is people it are is. tuning in just because it is a sport that's on television. Absolutely. So,
0: um, so I, this upcoming weekend, there is a another, like, the Pro Invitational. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I've been seeing some local names pop up who's going to be um, going to the qualifier. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, the Reshkies, the father-son duo, you're not going to find a more entertaining pair. I mean, we, they play. will
1: be on the show. I promise you. If you guys are listening, we are going to have you as guests on the show because you guys crack me up. It's like, oh, they're, they're, they're hilarious.
0: Just, yeah, just I love seeing it. Like they play like a father and son. Yes. Just leave it. We'll leave it at that. But mm-hmm. they 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 crack me up. Um, Eric's heading out. I'm assuming he's playing with Chad. I don't know. We'll find out when when we interview yeah. him. Um, Eli and Chucky love. You Absolutely. just got done playing Eli. Obviously, he's throwing I, well. I mean, Chucky Love's kind of a legend in the sport. I'll tell
1: you what Eli did every single round, and I'm not even joking. He went blocker, push, and if it didn't go in, it was he left it right next to the side of the hole, and then he would go airmail and just leave him there, and then clean clean house on the final <laughs> back. It was like he was a freaking robot. Like I was like, holy shit. So I mean, Eli and Chucky Love. I mean, they could they could be dark horses. I mean, we know them here because they're. Dynamite players, but I mean, it's Chucky Love. I mean, he. Could...
0: I, I mean, selfishly, I would like to see Cleveland representation do well. I would. I would, you know I would mean? too. I think we're, we're due. I mean, and we're again, due. these are just a few of the names. They haven't come out with the whole list yet. Yeah. I was trying to go behind the scenes, trying to get a, the scoop on who's all coming. Couldn't quite get it, but just from talking to some people, but we say, do
1: we do know one person that's going. We do is a, a young gun and a friend of the show, Justin Absolutely. Stranger,
0: and his partner Sean Smith. Yeah, they're um, going to head gonna out there. there. Absolutely. So yeah, you
1: know, they're gonna we're gonna see him on Thursday night. Maybe
0: give him a little warm up toss. You know, maybe we can't now. Listen. We can't beat him up too bad.
1: I know, that's okay? true. We I don't want to yeah. suck the life out of him. All right. Yeah, we you can't, know, can't knock him, him down too much. Like, he might go all airmail against me Listen, if probably... I throw against him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, probably and, this, and
0: we're going to go live feed, too, so we yeah, just, I, I just don't want to get embarrassed.
1: All right, so here's my plan. We just need to bring, like, some crazy bags <laughs> for them to throw that they've never thrown before. And I think you know which ones I have in mind. The
0: ones we was, just threw tonight?
1: Uh, either those or what? I was thinking <laughs> even uh, the Patriot. Cornhole bag because those things are like nothing like they've ever thrown. Let's 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 stick stick it to them. See what they can do. Even though I still love that bag, I mean, I I want you. Do you have it? it? No, you have it
0: somewhere. It's somewhere. Either that or McCracken stole it.
1: He might have, dude. He was no, because I pretty yeah, I've I've thrown those since since national. whatever. Anyways, McCracken, there's a shout out for you, buddy.
0: But yeah, we're hoping that um, you know Justin and Sean do well again good guys so i'm excited yes. to kind of meet all them on thursday in person
1: and then and, me and uh, me and uh justin's dad are gonna do a beer swap you are as well yeah i'm you hoping might... he's bringing that unicorn vomit
0: well oh, i think after we talked about it he has to yeah he has to i mean not that we're saying you have to but hey if you're listening hey, this I week i kind of want things? some unicorn
1: vomit because the name <laughs> intrigues me <laughs> all
0: right uh i guess that's kind of wrapping it up a little bit
1: yeah i mean i think uh again check out check out uh everyone coming up on espn this weekend and uh Keep keep watching it, man. It's it's. I mean, even though it's not the same, it's still exciting.
0: Absolutely. I All right. Think, so, uh, what time
1: is that? Is it shameless plug time?
0: Oh, it is. Plug shameless time. plugs. <laughs> Reaches at, on Instagram and Twitter at Big Asp Cornhole and
1: Facebook at Big Asp Cornhole Podcast.
0: Thank you, as always, to Cornhole Addicts. Visit cornholeaddicts.com to feed your addiction.
1: And a big thank you as well to Colorado Cornhole Connection. Check them out at coloradocornholeconnection.com. If you use the code checkout, you'll get 5% off your purchase. And again, check out the drawer for your beers on the board. It is so cool. Every backyard should have them.
0: Absolutely. So stay tuned for our interview with owner of EA Boards and Bags and ACL Pro, Eric Anderson.
1: Oh, yeah. Exciting. That was a quick one. Hey, you know what?
0: Lean times?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we, we, you know, we talked to, to Maddie. We had a nice little bag drop. I think we, yeah.
0: think we can have it's a been a one. It's been a busy week at work. Right? Yeah. It's been crazy times. Okay, hey, And
1: we're, we're back to playing cornhole, so... Some of us. Leaner times.
0: Some of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, we hope you throw it straight, and it's nothing but four baggers from here on out. Cornhole it. Later. Welcome back to the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast, where we are joined by ACL Pro and owner of EA Boards and Bags... Eric Anderson, Eric, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Of um, so, a little background. All right, we first met Eric at one of our first ever big cornhole tournaments. Do you remember that? The cornhole at the queue, right? The cornhole at the queue. Been like that was like two years ago. You know I mean, so that was just us getting into a start. But I just remember. You're kinda of giving us pointers, you know, and I'm just I remember leaving, I'm like, dude, who the fuck is this young kid giving us pointer and he's fucking lights out? It was crazy. <laughs> but it was awesome. So um, so let's start off by just tell us a little bit about how you first got involved in the game and like kinda of your whole process of, you know, being maybe a backyard player into the pro game.
2: Um, I started at Cool Lakes Campground. I was twelve years old. Um, my father and uh, Jim Dudley who actually plays Coop and Cornhole, Um, they got me playing when I was twelve. Dave Weiser was running a league over at Copperstone. I was like 19, and uh, someone needed a sub, I wasn't doing anything. Jim Dudley called me, asked if I wanted to play. I said, sure, whatever. I went up there. It was like Division Four. Okay.
0: I and I was just running through them. Like it, it was, I'm like, why am I here? It was that easy. <laughs> and I'm like, there ain't no way these people are
2: that good. And then I started playing more and more. It kept going up, kept going up. I won D3. D four, never one D two,
1: and then I got bumped to D one. Um but that's and when I it's, first that's got rightfully started. so though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our trajectory yeah. has been a little bit slower than that, okay, but we're slowly creeping up. <laughs> when you were 12, though. That's true. Yeah. That is true,
1: true. He's, <laughs> true. He's not talking about drinking. He's just talking Absolutely.
0: about cornhole, right? So how yeah. long how long have you been a pro player now? So back in two thousand seventeen 2018, I was one of the
2: original 20 that signed the ACL contract, Okay, um, and that was the year I made the ESPN stage, but this is the third year they've had pros, and I've been a pro every
0: year. So tell us a little bit about that experience on ESPN. You had a pretty good partner that uh, that time, right?
1: A f- fellow friend of the show as well.
2: Yeah, um, I got pretty lucky. I think I got the best like partner I could have, um, being 21, being a hothead, a little bit
0: of an asshole at times you You know (laughs) i think it
2: was good for me to have someone with experience and someone that could talk me through it um i was nervous as it gets i wasn't drinking because it was like ten dollars a beer i was completely sober and i was shaking like a leaf but you know once i got up there i got the first game off my back i got a nine spot second or third round i'm like all right this is we're good you know, I was figuring it out. I wasn't throwing bags I particularly liked, but I threw them pretty good. Um, the hardest part for me, though, was talking after the games. Because at that time, it's like, I don't even know
0: what to say. Yeah. Hey. It's okay. It's
1: all right. So, got to start somewhere. But, you know, your, your yeah. partner was Frank Modlin, for those of you at home that uh, that didn't know that.
0: And that's like a perfect fit. You know what I mean? Like, that's very yin and yang. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like a calming presence for a little bit for you, right? Yeah,
2: he was calm, and I'm more of a hyper. More hypey. He's very calm. You know, we talked back and forth the whole time. And I honestly felt like we played together
0: before. Okay. So that, it was actually nice to feel that and play with that. If I've got Adam, I would have been terrible. <laughs> I terrible. I got you. I got you. So, how would, if you went to describe yourself as a player, right, how would you describe yourself as a player?
2: Um, Going up until this year or probably about a year ago. Around this time a year ago, I won. Uh, the last conference was, which, which was before the first regional I ever won. So I did it completely backwards. I won a big tournament beating Cody Adam and Jay on the same day, and never won anything prior singles wise. Um, and then next weekend I turned around and did that. But you know, at that point I was a really aggressive player. You know, if it, I seen the hole there was a blocker, there's no doubt I was shooting it. I didn't care. I was pushing. I wasn't particularly smart up until the last year. I really like, honed in, like, the sliding part of the game. Because the game, when I first started playing, it was suede and duck claw, it was suede and twill. So it was whoever could throw a stick of your bag and bully it. Um, but I got used to throwing, like, a carpet-like bag, and it, it worked for me. And this year, coming out, you know, I think we started in August or September was the first regional this year. I went out to Wasiop, won that regional, came back down. I won October... I think I won December, January. I, I won four regionals this year before all the craziness. But this year I've been, I have been I play smart now for the most part, especially in singles. I'm more of a slider. I'm going to slide. If I don't see a hole, I'm going to try to bounce it to be safe. Um, I'm aggressive when I need to be still, but I'm more of I'm just going to put
0: every bag in the hole and make them beat me. And I love watching you throw. I mean, we play in the Monday League together on Monday, or, uh, you know, in Monday in Cleveland. You have, like, a, an opposite, I guess, way that your bag spins and it kicks because most people, if you're a right-handed thrower, the natural tendency is for their bag to go from left to right, and you naturally throw the bag so your goes right to left. Do you think that plays a big advantage? Um, yeah, because
2: if you think about it right, any right-hand person that throws a flat bag, their bag goes right. Um, I actually developed that watching like, Jamie Graham and them. If you notice, they all throw the bag at the same angle I do a lot. Yeah, And we don't go right ever. We always go left. When you go left, when you're on the inside, think about it, you have probably extra six to eight inches of air to really make it in the hole. Um, if I hit way right of the hole it's coming back left, at least going to be a blocker. Um, I think there is an advantage to it, but there's also a lot of disadvantages because I bounce bags where I shouldn't sometimes. Especially, like, going for,
0: like, a replacement bag, or like, a short airmail type bag. Yeah. It yeah. pretty hard. I think you had one of my favorite shots, and you posted it on, uh, on Facebook before. Yes. There was a bag, it was short, right of the hole, and you had a push shot, okay? And for me, it was so crazy that a bag that was right of the hole, that you were able to drag that bag in... Do you know what, talk, I think, I, you know what I'm talking against about? Chucky? Yeah, mm-hmm. correct, against Chucky. Yeah, correct, against Chucky. And I think bro, both of your big bro. shot you both of your really cool shots were against Chucky, because you also hit a roll shot against Chucky too. Yeah, the bad part is he double dipped me that much <laughs> and no one gave me. No one knew. <laughs> Everyone really thought I won. No, but yeah. that sh- that shot though was so crazy to me yeah. that you were able to manipulate a bag like that, and I think I liked it so much because the way I throw it, I couldn't do that right now. You know, so I, I, I just always thought it was so crazy. Yeah, that that shot was I, I don't even know.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, I meant for it to happen. Like, I didn't think I was going to go that clean. I hit it at the angle better than I thought I did. You know, to go around a perfect block was insane to me.
0: But I didn't mean to put the bags in the hole, maybe not in that fashion, yeah. but I did it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%.
1: Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I mean,
0: come so on now. Let's, let's switch <laughs> let's switch gear just a little bit here. So you kind of touched on it. Prior to all this crap, you were on a freaking hot streak, man. I mean you would I mean, I remember every regional we were going to, it seems like you were either winning or taking second. You and Chad started kinda of clicking a little bit. I think you guys finally won your first regional as a doubles partner, right? And people you know, and people hear that as like a pro team, you're winning a regional big deal. They don't realize like how stacked and what how many amazing players. I mean it's a who's who of who's been on ESPN every regional we go to here. You know what I mean? Big name players. So were you pretty disappointed when everything started getting shut down? Like, did you feel like, you know, like, damn, like, you know, this was my chance, like, you know, I was I've been playing so well? Or did you kind of like having this off time to kind of regroup and maybe fine-tune some stuff? So,
2: going into the Cleveland National, I was more ready than i ever been. You know, I, in Florida, I made a really good run in the loser's bracket where I think I played five to seven games, and I shut out at least three of them.
0: And you had such a tough draw, though, people don't realize. Who, did you, did, who did you play that first round, man? Ryan Smith yeah. 25 frames and then missed yeah I, and I didn't think I threw terrible did I throw as good as I needed to no not even close but you know I played him and then I seen what he did to
2: Dalton I'm like at least I scored shit <laughs> like, yeah. Dalton is a great player and the fact that Ryan did that to him I'm like when he did that I look at Trey Ryder I'm like if he throws like that he's winning and then the way back, I lost to Matthew Morton, who ended up double dipping Ryan. Yeah. So you know, I, I felt good about what I did going into the first one and going into Cleveland. I put a lot of work in to really get back to where I needed to be mentally. Um, when that didn't
0: happen, I was disappointed. I was so ready. I was just ready to get there. But you know what? Here, here's the thing, though, man. Like, if you go to a national t- competition, right, where the you're throwing against the best of the best, you get a tough draw. To me, that shows a maturity, though. That you you know you lost you got a, a shitty draw the first round you lose a match but then you round off seven straight wins, I mean do you feel like you would have done that two years ago or do you feel like you know you've definitely matured and you know or is that just you know the a sign that how much work you've put into your game? You know I think uh,
2: you know now I'm more I am more mature I'm more composed. You know, I've learned that getting hyped after a really good shot isn't always the best thing because then your adrenaline starts pumping and then you start shaking a little bit from it naturally. Um, I learned to really, like, keep my head up no matter how bad I play. You know, if I play bad and I still get the win, I take the negatives and I fix them, but I won't overcorrect. You know, the positives I did, I'll use those more than my negatives. That day if my bounce shot ain't there, I won't throw a bounce shot. And that's where the maturity comes in and decision-making in this game because it's all mental, I think. You know, throwing the bag's half it to me, but being able to manipulate it and do what you have to do is bigger. Two years ago, well, three years ago in Florida, Kissimmee, I made a pretty good run. um, But it was outside. It was sticky. When suede was still thing. slide right toward the bag. Um, I made a big run. And then last year in St. Louis, I took ninth in my bracket. That was the best I ever did. I lost to James Washington twice there, and I wasn't mad because I should have beat him the second time, but I choked. And that maturity then, so a year ago, I grew up. I felt like I really figured it out. And then going into this year was don't be dumb. Put the bags in the hole. Just know that they have to beat you. Yep. And that's how I took it into Florida. And when I drew Ryan Smith, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I've seen Ryan play. I played with Ryan, you know it's going to be tough no matter which way you do it ryan smith was arguably one of the best players going in that tournament you know i I threw good i went like 10 15 rounds and i I was throwing 12 and 10 i'm like all right cool it's going to be a battle you know and then i i
0: like i got to do something to slow him down it didn't work yeah (laughs) it's all (laughs) gonna happen man all right good
1: i mean it's all right i mean we've we've seen ryan smith take on quite a few people um, and, you know, yeah, he is, he is definitely nasty. It's, it's that glove, man. I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't enough for Sean to win in the, 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 the super, super holes, hole, the super hole. Yeah.
0: Whatever. You know,
1: so I called that one. But anyways, all right. So your, uh, your pro partner, Chad Braun, one of our favorite guys, we, we call him the athlete because of that, <laughs> if, you, if you see Eric rolling his eyes right now, um, you know, Chad's an awesome guy, um. How did that partnership form?
2: You know, so the year, this is our third year playing together. You know, I, we played the last three years together. Um, so originally, the year me and Chad first linked up, I was supposed to play with Adam in all the regionals because Cody, obviously, he's not traveling up this way to play. You know, and I started to think, like, well, that's going to leave me without a partner. And Mike Pfaff, I believe, was the one that said, Chad's looking for a partner, and then I've talked to Chad, and the rest has been history. You know, we've had our ups and downs, we've had our fights, we've had our fights. I remember the first championships we played together, me and him were at each other's neck. He was ready to kill me, I was ready to kill him. You know, he's put up with my temper more than people know, because, you know, he did take on a young, you know, kid that's been through a lot that had anger. So when I played Cornhole, I try to use it in a positive way, I guess you could say. And yeah. sometimes it didn't always reflect positively on me as a person.
1: But, you know, Ted, he's been a great friend, great partner. Um, you know, we did get our final. We've been into a lot of top threes and
2: regionals. We just never got over the hump until January when we doubled it. Bill Seblensky and Jeff Reynolds. And we did it pretty good. Like, it was pretty convincing. And I felt like that was big for us. You know, I feel like we always have a chance because no matter if one of us is struggling, we'll figure it out. Um Obviously, you know, he does admit I am the better player, but it's not always true in every situation. You know, if, to me, if we're playing the team and I'm playing the better player and I'm just holding, he's the better player that game. Uh, it's whoever does the most work, but at the end of the day, if you win, you win.
1: And honestly, like, from from an outsider looking in, you guys are fun to watch as partners because even though you might not be verbal with each other, you guys communicate the entire match through looks, and it's fun to watch. Like, you can tell that you guys are friends, have been throwing with each other for a while, yeah. and it's really cool to see like that kind of connection between the two of you. So, you know, I, I love you guys as uh, you know, we, we love Chad.
0: Well, know. Chad has one of my favorite throws ever. Yes, a <laughs> <laughs> high leg kick. I, I mean, every time, I and mean, that's how we got the nickname from you know, us, the thing, athlete. Though, last year in Connecticut, me and him, you know, we got really close
2: to, I think we were a game away from the game or two away from the finals of our bracket there so we were really close to ESPN but that day we beat Damon and Phillip and I put it on Damon that day but after that we didn't do we didn't we were so disappointed we couldn't close it out to get to the finals of our bracket to have
0: that chance to get on ESPN we went into advanced doubles we were we were were gone yeah we were gone gone like we were
2: Hammer, we didn't even though we we're playing at that point and we took like seventh in our bracket somehow he told me the next day i didn't even remember playing really <laughs> it's okay crazy but it was one it was fun there was some disappointment and then going into singles i just came off that big conference when trey ryder said i could be a sleeper i was so hung over i couldn't even function like i tried to drink a beer i tried to do this my first two games down there, I was down like 15 nothing in both of them and won. And then I played Lester Allen. He. I don't even want to. He destroyed me.
0: But I was so miserable that they, like, I was still. I had to be still drunk.
1: Hey, it's called growing pains, man. You, you <laughs> learn from your mistakes.
0: <sighs> that was rough. I, I didn't do it again. I won't do it again. So you're, speaking of playing, you're going to the Invitational this weekend in South Bend, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. I what are your thoughts? Uh, we touched on a little bit on our episode before the interview. What are your thoughts on this whole, you know, 10, 12-round thing? Like, how does how does that change your mindset going in? Like, do you have to be a little bit more cautious? Or are you like, listen, it's limited. Do we take a chance early? And if we can get up big, you know what I mean, then you can play it safe a little bit and not worry about it. Like, does that change your mindset going into a match?
2: From my experience doing it, it
1: they started doing that when I went to the Invitational yeah. in 2018 with Frank.
2: I think at that time it was more, you know, we were all throwing slay and we're all, we all threw slide rights on that tournament because all Cornhole was the main sponsor of that. There's six of the 12, 16 players that were there that were all Cornhole players, you know. So Frank being such an ambassador of that brand, we threw his slide rights. So it was a little different than it was more of let's say try to stay in front of the hole. It was windy and sticky. Um, I threw out the wind, obviously because it worked for me better um, but I think it does change a little bit because you are like some of those air metal shots you would normally take you won't um, it's more of I'm just going to try to control a hole it's all hole control at that point in those rounds especially a late rounds if you're up don't do nothing to hurt yourself you know if it's not in keep it in front um, I think if this goes into the stroking game
1: that's what today's game is with the fast bags I think it plays right into it I think it Especially for TV, it adds a little bit to it because every round matters. Yeah, absolutely. Give up eight
2: points in two rounds and ten rounds,
1: you're likely going to lose. Yeah, I think you found you, you. mentioned two phrases in there that I feel like are going to be future patches, and that's stroking game and hole control. Mm-hmm. Just just a side note. Done for sure. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Okay. So, I mean, obviously, we're hoping – I mean, we know, like, there's going to be a pretty big uh, Cleveland representation of these next two invitationals. Yeah. We're hoping that we, we want you guys to do all well. You know what I mean? We want you guys no, to do absolutely. well, and we'd love to see you guys on ESPN and stuff. Hell, but yeah. Let's transition a little bit, all right? You're, st- you're still a young dude. How old are you? I'll be 24 in July. Jesus Christ, man. Okay, so you own your own company. It's pretty I crazy, think- man. I mean, like, that's cool. Right. So take us through that. Take us through that process a little bit. So I know you were working for BG. Right. And then when uh, did you decide, I want to branch off. I I know I can do this on my own.
2: So when that happened, it was around July 4th, right around my birthday. um, You know, things with BG at that time were really bad. You know, the old owner, TJ, you know, he didn't try to do anything to harm anyone or hurt anyone. Um, you made a couple of bad decisions that ended up hurting the company and, you know, he'll tell you that but, you know, it was getting bad and worse, it's like, well, you know, I don't want to go back to what I was doing, I didn't want to go back to the car business, I'm like I'm going to give this a shot you know, I talked to my grandparents, my brother and all that, and they said if I could if, if I felt like I could do it, go for it and, you know, honestly I wouldn't have got where I If my grandparents didn't give me the money to start it, you know, I've never, it was always do it on my own. I've never had loans out. I've never did anything like that. So doing this was probably the scariest thing I ever did in my life. Then July 7th, 2019, I launched a site and ever since then, it's been really busy. And, you know, last May was a crazy month. It was a month of
1: catching up from COVID getting through it and then you know i really been trying
2: to get on the tailgate market more than the pro market because the tailgate market is bigger than
1: the pro market yeah absolutely everyone wants cool looking boards so that's really where i'm trying to head you know i want to be a victory tailgate i don't want to be the west georgia
0: i want to be victory tailgate you know but i want to do it with a better quality board you know, I do pro boards. i always do pro boards. And I, and I can speak very highly of your pro boards. This is what I play on all the time. Yes, they, Love your are,
1: they are money.
0: So I do... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, I know. <laughs> that actually I stole from my dad. So I remember I reached out to you at Christmas. I'm like, listen, I got this idea. My dad wants to start getting into it. Like, I know you. Like, what can we work out here? And you're like, listen, I made myself a personal set. He's like, I'll, I'll sell you them. So I'm like, perfect. Well, I remember I tried them out, tested them out for my dad. I'm like, I'm not... He's not getting them, so they're currently <laughs> at my house. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a nice set. You know, I did the oversized leg brace for me. Yep. You
2: know, the hardwood frame and all that.
0: I really did that set up. You got lucky. I know. <laughs> I, I, listen, I pre- listen, and anytime I go live, I always make sure the EA is on yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like, I try to give yeah. you shout-outs. But you do make a great quality board. Um, Appreciate that. We reviewed the Charged Bag today, okay? And I remember, like, when you were first starting out, the first custom bag that we ever got was um, a bag that you're not currently offering is your assassin bag. We still love that Dude, bag. I throw okay, it all the time, all, man. I love that Dane just, bag. Dangerster, we, we were playing and messing around this weekend. He busted it out. Great bag. We reviewed your charge. You currently have the charged, kamikaze, and burner, correct? Yeah. I think you're killing it on the design factor. I think you're coming out with some really yeah. unique type stuff. Can you touch base a little bit on the burner and the kamikaze? And, you know, like, let's say I'm a consumer and people that are listening, they might want to consider. Who would you recommend, you know, the Burner to versus the Kamikaze? And just go over a little bit about those bags a little bit. So I'll start with the Burner. It's probably my best, my most selling bag. Okay. You know,
2: I've, I've sold a ton of those bags. Um, the Burner is, you know, it's like everyone's favorite bag, the All Slide and the Vipers, you know. It's a fast and a fast. It has the same fast size as both of those bags. You know, this slow side, you know, it's probably like a five to seven depending on board conditions. Okay. You know, it's super hole friendly. It's... It's wicked at times, depending on conditions, like I said. Um, but if you're playing in sticky conditions, it's, it's a money bag. Um, it loops the whole, you know, you're not you're sliding and you're air mounting and pushing with it. You're not doing much more because it is so quick. You're not going to bounce it. If you could bounce that bag, you're a god because it's that <laughs> quick. <laughs> um, so if you're a real soft thrower, you like the Vipers and all slides, and even a game changer, I would say, I think you may want to give it a try. You know, I'm not going to say it's for you because there's bags out there people said, oh, it's for you. It's not. You know, I'm not going to
1: say go buy it because it's just a bag you need if you throw soft. It's not true. We'll, we'll uh-huh. say it. We'll say it for you. Hey, if you throw <laughs> soft, go go try these so bags out. Let me out. ask
0: you. So one of the big things that we talked about with the Charged is that the, obviously the slower side is a familiar material, alright? Especially like in our area, you know what I mean? But the thing that makes it different than other bags is the fill that you use. Because I know personally you like a fuller bag. We've talked about this a lot. And, yeah. I, and So what about the burner? Does the, Is the burner like a fuller version of like a faster bag then? Same yeah. thing? Yeah, because I think, you know, when we get a bag, we don't want it to get too floppy because yeah. if we find a bag and we
2: really like it, we want longevity out of that personal bag. You know, me personally, before I went and made my own bags, I threw the same set of BG checkmates for almost a year before they blew open on me. Same bag every tournament no matter how nasty they were I loved it (laughs) so I threw them so I think longevity is better when you have a fuller bag and that's why Reynolds is one of the better bags because bags hold up and that's one
0: thing I looked into and definitely wanted I personally don't like a floppier bag you know depending on resin because sometimes you don't get the same stuff Yeah. so you know the volume can change give or take with any company it does that. So it, I tr- we try to keep it fuller. Yeah. So So what about the Kamikaze? What, what's what's different between like the Kamikaze and the burner? So the Kamikaze has the slow side of the burner, okay. which is a pretty quick back side. And
2: then uh, the slow side, I think there's only one other company that uses that slow side, but they use it as a fast side. So it is a faster bag for sure. Um, I would say... It has a little more stick outside than inside. Okay. But that bag, it melts the hole. Okay. You know, if you're, like, in between hard and soft, and you throw, like, that medium-heavy bag, it's probably a bag you want to look at. You know, it's faster than the BG Rogue. It's faster than the Pro Advantage. Okay. I wouldn't say it's quite as fast as the Charge Slow side. You know, it's like a carpet that I could it's a good bag I personally do like it I do throw it a lot but in tournaments I have a hard time controlling a faster bag because I do like the block and I do like things to do but I think it's a good bag I think it's underrated I think if I had manpower and everything to do bags like Reynolds and BG and all of them I yeah. think it would I would do more bags if you're not the truth but my main focus has been boards okay um I do want to hit the bag market harder I do want to do it bigger, but I'm not fully there yet. You know, I've, I've done some research. I have some stuff to try to do it. But at this point, it doesn't make sense for me.
0: And, dude, you're um, a one-man show, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll have someone pop in and help me. But it, most times, it's just me. And, you know, and people are like, oh, you don't have the best turnaround time. No, and I, I will admit that. I don't. But I also am one person trying to do 80 things at once, my customer service. You know, I'm actually – I've been really, like, considering hiring customer service. Yeah. Because, you know, I I love building. I love
0: doing that. I don't particularly love dealing with that, and I'll admit that. But, you know, what? to me, Um, again, that's a sign of maturity. And, like, listen, this goes way back to – I don't know if you remember. My my wife and my daughter were out of town one weekend, and I went up to that Berea – um, little Friday night blind draw, right? And it was a pretty late night, right? So me and you had been drinking for quite a while, and I, I'll fully admit I had been drinking for quite a while. And I remember I pulled you aside and like I'd known you, but like we haven't like we hadn't really become like like that tight yet. And I remember I went up to you and I'm like, listen man, like I think what you make is an awesome product, right? I'd already had a set of boards that you had made previously. And I think that's again, that shows a sign of maturity that you were able to recognize that hey, maybe that's not a strong suit of mine. You know what I mean? Like there's a customer service side. Yeah. But I tell you what, if you have a set of boards and you're waiting for them, I'm telling you it's worth the wait, All yes. right, Because the, the quality, you t- you can tell that, like, you enjoy doing it because the attention yeah. to detail that you put into making those boards is yeah. there. So if you're out there and you're waiting, I'm telling you it's worth the wait. Be patient. We've all waited for bags for 12 weeks. All right, it takes a little bit longer to make a set of boards. Just calm down. More work. <laughs> We're there, but... Again, I, I'm proud of you, man. Like, I think you've come a long way from where – when we first started talking – I mean, this was a year ago that me and you had that conversation in that summertime, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes we have to remind ourselves
2: why we do something and why we started to do it in the
0: first place. Listen, just keep making a quality product and think, and, and everything's going to work out. I mean, when it all comes – when it all comes down to it, quality is going to trump everything, okay? Yeah. So if you're transparent with everybody – And you make a quality product. People are going to keep coming back. And ultimately, that's what you're trying to do with a business. You know what I mean? You want to, you know, if you, if somebody buys something from you one time, you want to know that, hey, they're so happy with the quality of the product that I get that they're going to come back again. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. Like, I've sold a lot of boards
2: since I've been open. You know, May was my biggest month I've ever had as a company. You know, I was playing catch up like we all were from the COVID. You know, I didn't have the orders coming in during the COVID that I wish I did. Yeah. But it's understandable. People are out of work. People are scared. People aren't doing nothing. So, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't, like, completely enjoy that big month because I was playing catch-up still with invoices and all that. So I got – last month was great. So going into this month was let's hammer it out, you know. And like I said, I'm really making a push to do the, more of the victory tailgate stuff. There's a bigger market there, I feel, because there's – all right, there's – say 3,000 cornhole players that play the pro market well what about the all the people that goes to the browns games and all that and ultimately if that's where i stayed and got out of the pro market i would be okay with that because those people are more transparent than some of the people in the community yep when it comes to it because everyone wants stuff so quick because we're impatient we want new bags we want to throw them absolutely i get that as a player because i'm the same way if i order (laughs) something i want it and you know it's just not as easy as a manufacturer to be that way and that's one thing where i had to come along and realize that if you make a good product and people waited you know whatever like kill shots makes a good product yeah people people are waiting forever for him right now because he is backed up he is very busy you know but when they get him they shut up they like the product and that's kind of my mindset you know if someone wants something they'll wait absolutely
1: and I think that's how we are in life too. If you want something, you gotta wait for it to come to you at times. So that's kind of my mindset towards it all. Yeah, and I feel like the cornhole community as a whole is just becoming more and more patient because of everything that's gone on. So you know, hopefully, hopefully, people start calming their cheeks. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna switch over. We want to hear some some fun random shit. Yeah. You know. So what's your what's your beverage of choice while you play? Bud like, I gotta have
2: cold, but like, you know, about 28 beers gets me to the point where I'm <laughs> unconscious
0: and I'm just going bags and I'm having fun. Now, if you give me anything, any liquor or anything, I'm done. All right. Curling up in the corner. So duly overplay, play, yeah, yeah, if we, yep, we, noted. duly noted. we ever play you, I'm, I'm going to meet really you at the boards really with a
1: shot that. of J-Mo. <laughs> Be like, let's go. <laughs> All
0: right. So one of the questions we ask every guest, especially like probably the last 10 guests we've had. If you had to put together a Crew Cup dream team, all right, and you're allowed to include yourself, if you would like to, who's going to be on your team? What order are they going to throw? I think Crew Cup, you got to have one of the best airmen in the game. I think Jimmy McGuffin is your last player. Okay. Yeah. Um, whatever side. It don't matter yeah. who it is. Correct, yeah. You know. um, Jimmy McGuffin would be one because his airmen is insane. Um, who else? That's,
1: this is tough. We get that a um, lot. <laughs> I'm gonna say
2: Trey, Trey Birchfield, because he he's just super solid all around.
1: Yeah, doesn't do anything crazy. The kid's effortless, um, man. He throws yeah, a bag, and it's just it just it's a natural, like right there. He's someone with a good blocker. I think Cody Henderson has one of the best blockers in the game, personally. Yeah. So I think Cody and Jimmy McGuffin on one side would be nasty. Cody laying that blocker, Jimmy going yep, over. Jimmy going 20. right over, yep. And Cody cleaning up his blocker. No matter what's on the board with that last
2: bag, Jimmy can put it in the hole. Um, Trey on one side and then and Noah Luton on the other side would be a really good matchup. That,
0: they're going to put bags in the hole. Absolutely. The other yeah. side's going to be dirty. The other side's going to be clean. Yeah. That's all. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. All right, another question we always ask people now. If you had to pick four different bags all right, yourself and you're throwing, four different bags, what are you throwing and what order are you throwing them in? Like in a tournament? Yeah. Yep. Let's say you're playing singles against somebody. You got to throw four different bags. I
2: mean, I would want a fast bag for a push bag, so go with my burner on all slide. Um, you know, I lay a pretty good blocker with the rogues and the pro advantages. So rogue, pro advantage.
0: Burner and all slide, I guess. Okay. You
1: have your sticky,
2: and then you have your fast.
0: Okay. All right, that that I works. like it. I like it. Cool.
1: All right, so last last random shit we're gonna ask you right now. What's your What's your favorite team or individual to play against in singles or doubles? Oof. And it can either be like because you beat their ass or because you generally enjoy them as people. <laughs> Enjoy
2: anyone as people on the boards. Um, you know, I played Cody one time, and you know it was last year at the Chillicothe Conference, around June 6 coming up, coming up on a year. I played him in the winners' final down there. You know, it was a rough tournament, and me and him talked for like 45 minutes prior to the match. When we walked, up, our match got called. I quit talking to him. They didn't say another word to him for probably 40 minutes. Not another word. He was so mad at me that day. He was like, you really not going to talk? No. And I beat him pretty good. I beat him twenty-one twelve. 12 It felt pretty effortless at that point. Like I said, I think something clicked that day where I was just consistent. I didn't do nothing crazy. I stayed down the middle. Um, Cody and I love destroying Adam. I don't think Adam's beat me in like a year and a half. <laughs> I think last time Adam beat me was in 2019 in singles. You know, we don't play a ton yeah against each other but i've got him almost every time since then he always blames it on him being drunk but that's bullshit we all know that <laughs> he blames it when he sucks oh i got too drunk i don't want to hear it because we're all shit faced <laughs> so i love destroying adam and i you know i enjoy this playing chucky me and chucky will talk shit back and forth we'll have fun with it like if you look at some of the videos me and chucky are talking to each other constantly and we're talking shit, you know, in between rounds. We're not doing it yeah, anymore right. for growing, You know, they usually turn off the mics at the Cleveland Regional because of us. Especially <laughs> if I'm on it, because I'm a loose cannon sometimes.
1: We're uh, going to start changing runs. that, though. We're going to yeah. leave them on. We're going to leave them on for you. Sorry, we're going to um, start changing that. We better get off
0: ESPN on something where I can like, <laughs> call <Central or something. laughs> it. All right, so do you have, hey, do you have anybody to, to shout out?
2: This year, you know, it didn't go exactly the way we wanted to because of the COVID stuff, you know, siblings and Westlake, you know, there were big sponsors of us, you know, Rich and Graham of BG. Um, you know, I've been a part of BG since 2017. I was one of the original players that TJ ever sponsored. And, you know, I've been a part of the company as a player. So, you know, sticking with another bad company, being a manufacturer was a hard decision. Um, but it was something that made sense because none of this stuff's cheap. So, you know, we have a contract that's friendly to my company and it's friendly to them.
1: You know, I'm actually really good friends with Graham and Rich. You know, we talk a lot. Um, and then Flyers. Flyers, they're in this COVID stuff, is letting them use their dining room. Yes, they were. I was place. up there. Virtual tournament. Yeah, so, I was up there with you, know, you the one day. Yeah. They, uh... They let,
2: cut me in, too, and they let me throw up there when it was nasty out. So, definitely Flyers up in Parma. Um, and then Kimio Smith, He's a, he has an agency with Farmers. He's a longtime family friend. His dad coached football with my father down at Estherbrook Rec Center. Um, they've been real close to the family for a long time. You know, he uh, he sponsored us this year. So, that, that was a big one. And then, obviously, I had my own company. I, you know pays my expenses out of that as a tax write-off when I do go. Um, who else? And then just the support of Cleveland Cornhole, Dave Wiser, and them. That, I think that's real big. You know, without the group, I probably wouldn't be as good as a player as I am. You know, it, there's some people that weren't willing to give me advice, and that's probably why I'm so like easygoing, and I'm willing to give advice because I want to see people beat me. Because if people aren't beating me, I'm not getting better. You know, but without the Cleveland Cornhole crew and the support there, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at, Um, especially Dave Weiser.
0: He's just a great human, man.
2: He is. You know, Dave Weiser, it came to my father's service, and that was the last person. I didn't expect anyone from Cornhole to come up to it, and he popped up. You know, I think that day is when I really, like, realized, like, he's a great person. So, you know, I think that was a big eye-opener there. Um. You know, just everyone around me, the people who support me, and anyone who has anything to do with me becoming a better person, becoming a better player, no matter which way you put it, I think i uh, definitely like to thank them. Because none
0: of this comes back to me. It comes back to people giving me advice and me taking it. I got you. Well, thank I know you. I I know we're, we're proud of you. Hell uh, yeah. You know, we've gotten to know you over, like, the last two years. We've seen how much you've grown, not only as – you know, like with the business side of it, but as a person and as a player, I mean we're we've always we're always pulling for you. I want nothing more than for you and Chad to go up there this weekend to kick ass and what you know, get uh, on ESPN, not even just get on ESPN, all right? Like No, I want ESPN. ESPN. Listen, we want you to get on ESPN, but I want you guys to win on ESPN. Yeah, okay, because we and know this what, I've seen you guys play and I know how talented you are. It's only a matter of time. So let's not let's not wait anymore. Let's just make it this weekend and be done with it. That way, you know, this pressure's off. I'm gonna figure it out, even if this is just getting my feet wet again.
1: I'm gonna figure it out. I, I want. i have been itching for it. I'm um, to the
2: point where I'm becoming impatient,
0: and I don't like that. Well, we have high expectations. All right. Yeah, we do. We no, pressure no, yeah. no pressure, though. <laughs> no pressure. We wish you nothing but luck, and we want to thank you for coming on. All right, taking time out of your day. I know you're a busy, dude. And uh, you know, we always uh, you, you have an open invitation anytime you want to come on the show. You know Heck Yeah. That. Yep. Thanks, man. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Yes, sir.